I swear to God, I'm going to keep the intro short today. I believe that when my ship turns purple and smells like rainbow shepherd. Hey, hey, Odell, where are you going? Get back here. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and it is Tuesday, September 8th, the day after Labor Day, and two days away from the start of the NFL season. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody's doing great after a three-day weekend for most. Uh, I didn't have a three-day weekend, which sucked, but uh, anywho, remember... Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. That is R-O-Y-D-A-W-G underscore 1-3. And on Facebook at Dennis M. Roy for the time being before I get cut from over there because I'm sure somebody will start some controversy after this episode. Uh, The intro is in reference to uh, something that popped up on the Internet today that... uh, uh was yeah it's one of those things where you're just like really really and that was that uh apparently Odell Beckham likes to uh likes to be pooped on in the bedroom and uh that is seriously disturbing and disgusting and uh that's about all the time I really want to spend on it but it is out there um, whether or not you want to search it out and listen to the audio, um, I listened to it once and, uh, oh, trust me, trust me, trust me. It's just gross. Today's headlines, DeAndre Hopkins and the Cardinals did agree to a $54.5 million extension. That's a two-year extension, which means... Oh, it's $42.5 million guaranteed, which means he is in Arizona for five years, beginning with this year. So good deal for old D-Hop there. I'm sure he'll be on the field now. We won't have to worry about that. Speaking of extensions, the Browns did give Kareem Hunt a two-year $13 million extension. So that will keep him in Cleveland, at least until he gets in trouble next um, that'll keep him in town through 2022. So that's good. Uh, newly, uh, uh, I don't even, reinstated, uh, defensive end D tackle, Randy Gregory signed a one year extension with the Cowboys. So the Cowboys just keep throwing money at him. Uh, let's see here. Ron Rivera, the Washington douche canoes coach. Uh, started his chemo actually today. He wasn't at practice. Hopefully everything goes well there. Um, let's see here. 
We've only had one positive player case in the latest COVID testing, which is good. Um, and yeah, last but certainly not least, Colin Kaepernick has made his return to Madden. The video game, John Madden Football, for the first time since 2016. The purpose of that, only EA Sports knows. I, I, I mean, honestly, hopefully they kept his like fifty, his fifty rating because that's about all he was really worth towards the end of his career. But knowing this, they probably just gave him. They probably upped his rating as well, made him what he was back in like 2012. But I mean, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into some of the stuff a little bit later. We'll get into the wokeshenary. Um, the spreadsheet is coming along nicely. The only problem is I do not have contests yet for the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. So when this uh, goes out, hopefully tomorrow night, which it should. I'm on schedule to have that out tomorrow night uh, for the ninth so I can get the podcast out for the Thursday Night Football Contest. Um, it won't have the data, uh, the pricing and stuff for those that contest, depending upon what they're, what they're actually offering. Uh, so just kind of be aware that you will get a second copy of this spreadsheet come probably Saturday. We'll do it the latest because we'll have our questionables, outs, all that type of jazz uh, in there. Uh, Oh, there was news, actually. um, And it is actually reflected on the spreadsheet. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars did list James Robinson, the undrafted uh, free agent uh, rookie, as their starter on the depth chart, but we're not going to buy into that too much. We still like Divine Zigbo there. Uh, but that's going to be, you know, another one of those things that we just have to keep paying attention to um, and making sure that we don't go overboard in any Ozigbo love. Uh, this is going to be basically a three-man backfield, including Chris Thompson, who should be the third down back. He's probably going to be pretty busy uh, against the Indianapolis Colts this weekend, as I expect the Colts to actually be ahead in this game. Um but uh, there will be something that you will notice on the Thursday night on the Thursday night football uh, part of the spreadsheet. I am only going to enter <clears throat> the anybody who's familiar with Showdown Slate. There's a captain spot or slash MVP uh, versus a flex spot. Um, I'm gonna just enter in the flex numbers for the money. Reason being is that captain spot, you pay one and a half times the salary that you would normally use for a flex spot because you're getting, you know, 1.5x the points. So um, just be fully aware of that I'm not going to enter in the captain pricing. We do know that the captain pricing is only on DraftKings. It's not on FanDuel. So... Just make sure that you're aware of that. You want to know what his captain price is? 
just take the price that's listed there, times it by 1.5, and there you go. It's just that simple. Man, I don't know. I do not know what I'm going to talk about today because I went through that whole freaking schedule yesterday, and that was uh, that was a lengthy podcast. That was almost an hour and a half. We got real, real close in there. Um, wanted to keep this one short. Now, there are things that we could talk about for DFS. Start of the season is going to be pretty precarious. Um, we're not exactly going to be 100% on what's going to happen here. Now, most of, mostly you're going to be focusing on most of the veterans, veteran players, I should say, um, for most of my picks. That is because with no preseason games, you're going to probably see a lot more trust in the veterans than you will with the rookies, so you need to be really, really careful on there, uh, especially in seasonal. Don't go completely overboard. Uh, I know a lot of people like to use the rookies, you know, the younger the younger players because they get super excited on that. But we do have to kind of tone down our expectations on some of these. And that does include Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, who's expected to split carries with Daryl Williams, uh, which we talked about yester- on yesterday's podcast. Um, as far as your bankroll is concerned, do not go all in on week one. Yes, we want to play cash. Yes, we want to play GPP. But don't blow through your whole bankroll in week one. In general, I like to only play half of what I would normally play on a regular week. That's my maximum. So let's say you played a hundred you play a hundred bucks on a typical Sunday. Play fifty at the most. At the most. Yes, last year we did hit it out of the gate in week one. Um, That was by playing it safe, mostly for cash. Now the GPP players are going to want to play a lot of upside guys. We did talk about some of the upside-type plays uh, for this week, Uh, especially at wide receiver. There's a lot of good value in there, Um, guys that are going to be fairly under-owned, which will give you leverage on the ownership there. I'm actually really, really excited for this Thursday night game. It's going to be a really good game. Um, tomorrow, too, you will have an, uh, you will have an update to what I told you was the current Vegas lines. Uh, generally, I don't like to do it on Tuesdays. I don't like to do it every day. Um, so tomorrow you will have the update of Vegas lines as of Wednesday. Uh, and then when we get to the revamp, or the uh, the reissue of the spreadsheet on Saturday, you will have the new Vegas totals as of Saturday. That's how we usually like to play it. I only want to send this thing out twice uh, during one uh, during any week whatsoever, um, just because of the how enormous this thing is. It's going to take up a lot. Of, it's going to take up a lot. It's going to be real slow loading up. Trust me on this i have a pretty fast computer and this thing takes a while um especially with you know we try to jazz it up a bit um 
the fantasy draft section is going to end up being just kind of an empty slot for right now until I can find something that's comparable to fit in there. If I cannot find something to fit in there this year, then I will just scrap it for next year's uh, spreadsheet, which isn't that big of a deal. But considering the fact that I am building the spreadsheets week to week right now through the end of the season, it's just going to take too much um, with the look that's in here that it's just going to take up too much of my time. And I'd much rather just take a picture from the Internet, you know, play a picture and just cover that section up, uh, make it look all nice and uh, functional. So that's just the way that we're going to do it. Um, the spreadsheets are pretty much ready to go. It's just, there's so much with the detailing and stuff in here, um, that I don't really want to mess around too much with it. Um, and then end up screwing something up and have to basically start all over. Uh, I did go on to pro football focus and I put the offensive line matchup at advantage, uh, color rankings, uh, for both the passing and the rushing. It, it does look like it's taking the information from the end of last year, basically. So we'll take that one with a grain of salt. We do know uh, from the spreadsheets, or from the uh, depth charts, uh, whether or not they are accurate or not. Um, I am almost done with the <clears throat> uh, wide receiver cornerback matchups. I will finish them at work tomorrow uh, because I have time, and then I'm going to add the the pictures and stuff uh, once I get back from work, and then I'll run the podcast out for uh, the Thursday night game. So pretty much that is it. We went through the news and notes. We uh, talked a little bit about DFS uh, as far as spreadsheets, everything that pertains to us. Now... What we need to talk about is what the Fantasy Sports and Gaming Association has put out um, as far as changing insensitive terminology. So, this is the Wokeshinary section. These are the additions to the Wokeshinary. And we're going to talk about these. Um... Let's talk about I I don't really want to bog down on the FSGA um, so much on this. It's it's odd. It's just it's weird. I understand why they felt the need to do this. There had been some talk on Twitter about this. Now most of it is from, you know, the of course quote unquote woke white people within the fantasy industry that got on this. And you'll know you basically my feelings on it are this. If you were offended by the terminology that was out there, I understand. And I have no problem with anybody that was offended on this. The problem is, who was offended by this overall? I've showed this to several people, people I work with, 
people I'm friends with. And I've asked them what their feelings are on this. And the overall consensus, and by consensus, I mean 100% of the people that I talk to. And trust me, these are people that I knew I could show this to. And if they had a problem with it, they would tell me as far as my thoughts and feelings on how ridiculous this is. And that's why I feel comfortable coming onto the podcast and talking about this. So let's get into this. All right. So there was a note that says fantasy sports are a haven for many. No one should feel marginalized within the community. The FSGA and partners throughout the industry are excited to announce industry-wide changes to eliminate hurtful language. Here are some changes you can expect to see. Now, the funny part is, is like they have the before term and the after term. And what they tried to do was basically make an arrow. But what they did was they used a, a greater than sign. And the greater than part of that symbol was pointing towards the negative, you know, the open end of the arrow. So the arrow tip was pointing towards the new word, right? Because they wanted you to go to this new word. But they used a greater than symbol for the old word. So it's like this word is better is greater than this word completely screwed this up so most of this pertains to what is known as auction leagues auction leagues have been around you know god they haven't been nearly they haven't been around nearly as long as snake leagues right auction auction leagues are fun um they actually did not put in here what the new terminology for an auction league is and what it's called now. And you'll find this on Yahoo. You may have noticed it on Yahoo, especially if you're using part of their commissioner service. And I've heard that this is on ESPN and CBS as well. Um, That they went from calling it an auction league to calling it a salary cap league. The reason being is the thought is auctions, selling people, pertains to slavery. Okay. I get it. Right? We can't, we can't be selling people. Okay. Fine. I get it. Now, I did have a little bit of fun with this on Saturday or on Sunday um, because I did uh, handle the uh, oh, hold on the trans. I, can, I don't even know if I can say transactions. That's how stupid this. That's how stupid I don't know because basically the 
the bids that came out, right? The numbers that came out. I was controlling the room who was, you know, uh, ahead, who had acquired players, right? I was the auctioneer, and I had fun with it. I said, I, I, this is not an auction. I am not an auctioneer. This is a salary cap league, so I'm a salary cap And everybody looked at me, of course, with the weird stares and whatnots. So, um, that was fun. But uh, here, here's uh, six things, which is kind of funny because they limited it to six. I, they didn't have anything else on here. So, it's no longer the price of a player. It's the salary. Seems fair, right? Um. You no longer are an owner of a team. You are a manager of a team. Okay, but we still have owners within the leagues. We don't call them managers. That terminology has not been changed. So, okay, we're starting. Oh, I get it. We're starting small. We're starting small. You no longer own a player, or a player is not owned, they are rostered. Okay, I guess, I get it. There is no cost for a player. It is their average salary. Now, I had a little bit of fun with this with uh, Steve Renner because I was telling him on that one, uh, a lot of play, you know, when you're doing your snake drafts or whatnot, um, ADPs and stuff. <clears throat> some of the people within the industry, uh, the industry analysts or quote unquote experts, uh, would use term, you know, like the cost of a player was a third round, was a third round pick, right? Um, so I'm like, how do you go from saying how do you, how do you say? a cost of a player is a third round pick to the average salary of a player. If you of this player, if you want them this year is a third round pick, like it sounds ridiculous. So this is basically has to just be pertaining to um, the salary cap leagues, not anything within DFS uh, snake drafts, stuff like that. It's not a winning bid. They signed a player. So how do, how, how do I do this? Like, can I still say acquired? So when you acquire a player through the salary cap league, you have signed that player. So would it not be like you had the winning sign signing? I, I don't know. I don't know how this works. Now, I use the term acquired, right? Well, apparently that's bad, too, because we talked about FAB, right? F-A-A-B, which stands for Free Agent Acquisition Budget. Okay, that I don't see anything wrong in that. Well, now they just took the word acquisition out so now it's fab or free agent budget 
Okay, so we can't acquire anything? I can't go to the store and acquire food? Like, somebody's going to have to explain to me how, how their feelings are hurt on some of this. Because there's a lot of us who just don't understand. I mean, it's going to take getting used to. I don't want to really offend anybody, right? Although me just talking about this right now is probably offensive to people. Um, Maybe they think that I'm not taking it 100% serious. Look, I want what's right in life, right? Everybody is equal. Treat everybody as equal. No one person is better than another. But it seems lately that we might be going a little over the top. And when I say we, who are we talking about? Well, it's the wokeionary, right? So we're talking about woke white people who are making decisions seemingly for the black community or how how is it? How is this saying? And I hate it when I brain fart like this, but, or on behalf of the black community, the question is, not whether or not this is a good decision, right? The question is whether or not stuff like this is ever brought up to the folks that it's trying not to offend, right? Like, it seems like some of this terminology and stuff that gets brought up never passes by a... like. This, in particular, has never passed by a black person. How do I know? Because the people that I... The folks that I pass that around to happen to be black. And they laughed at it. And that's how I know I'm not out of my element on this. We need to do better as a community, as just overall general people. And with stuff like this, we need to include the folks that we're trying not to offend, right? Um, It seems like we try not to offend people by making the decision for them that this was offensive. We're going to make it not offensive. Nine times out of ten, you probably will get a weird look from whomever. Always in the middle of recording, I have somebody answer the door. Sorry about that. I've lost my train of thought. But 
essentially, this is, this is my feelings on this. All right, so and this this pertain this really does pertain to uh, white people. Um, if you want to get a general feeling on how uh, a community of say a different uh, race, uh, color, creed, you know, religion type stuff like that. If you want to get an idea of how they really feel about certain subjects, go fucking ask them. Go present something like this. And get it figured out on whether or not this is really offensive to anybody. If it is, fantastic. Now, I will actually try to work within that constraint, right? Just if it's going to be if it's going to be the new norm, I have to do it. I have to do it for this podcast. I have to do it for my writings. But in no way, shape, or form has anybody come up to me with my articles, anything like that, and said, I don't like the terminology that you're using in your fantasy sports paper. Basically, you're... You know, nerd digest, right? So, what I'm saying, just to finish this off, is white people, settle the fuck down. Because you're making everything ten times worse. And it's generally through good intentions. Don't get me wrong on this. But do you ever fucking stop to think, should I ask somebody who might have a little bit more clarity on shit and not just one of your fucking white buddies within the fantasy industry? What you're doing that is actually white privilege because you believe you know what's best for another group. That is white privilege. Not the shit that you're spewing out at people to make them feel like they're racist that they're oppressing anybody. The general public is not oppressing anybody. The general public really is not racist. They may be a little awkward around other races, other cultures, because they don't know. But they don't... They generally don't have the hatred. That's taught. We don't teach our kids to hate anybody. We tell them. We teach them. 
to be inclusive with everyone. My daughter has friends of different races. I've met their parents. They're all wonderful. The kids are wonderful. But I have worries now with the kids going back to school that there's going to be this cloud that's going to be put over their heads. And this is for everybody. That's going to tell children that we're going to send the wrong message. We want, we're going to tell them that they're all equal, but we're going to start by saying that they're not all equal or that other kids are saying that they're not all equal. We're heading down a bad road here. And it is up to us as people, as parents. Um, yes, racism, racism is bad. We need to get rid of racism. There will always be, though, there always will be racism in small pockets. We do need to try our level best to get rid of it. Do better. Stop using your white privilege. Let's all work together. Whether it's through fantasy sports or just in general fucking life. Be better. I know we're all better. I don't want to harp. I don't want to rag. The shit bothers the hell out of me, though. You want to make a difference? You say there's racial injustice. There is racial injustice. There is... There is, there are bad cops out there, right? There is some form of training in my, you know, heart of hearts belief that needs to be done. I don't want my friends being out there if they truly are fearful of the police. Whether or not they comply, right? Just having that feeling. um, I can only imagine. But this stuff has been going around for a while. It's now come to a head. And there's a lot of people that are saying, we're just, we're tired of it. We're fed up with it. I get it. But I do need to ask a question. When this was all brought up years ago, about these same topics going on right now, 
Did you go out and vote? If the answer is no, that's your first problem. Second problem, if you said yes and you voted for somebody who said they were going to take care of these issues, why did you not hold their feet to the fire? Why was this allowed to keep going on? There's a deeper element to everything. Sometimes we have to take the blame ourselves and quit pointing fingers. So I know everything's getting political. It's a, you know, it's a presidential election year. I don't care what side you're on. I don't give a shit. You vote for your mayors, your governors, your senators, and your congresspeople. Make them accountable. Instead of allowing them to keep going with re-election after re-election. Keep them and yourselves accountable during the process. And continue to check into it instead of checking out. The power is in everybody's hands. There is time to make changes. Before we go burning everything up. There is a peaceful way to do it, though. I don't ever want to hear anybody say the riots are necessary. Destroying people's livelihoods was necessary. Because a lot of those people aren't going to be able to make it back. And the problem with rioting and looting is it kills your message that you're trying to get across. We need to do better.
we all need to calm down and hold our politicians to a higher standard. If they're not doing it, get somebody else in there who will, who will hold themselves accountable as well as we will hold them accountable. Be better. Work together. And with that, I'm out. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace out.